0: Hey there, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, and I am delighted today to be bringing an incredible guest on. So many of you know, I uh, have always had coaches well at least i've had coaches for the last five or six years so i started um, having coaches in 2015 uh, for business life etc of course i've always had sports coaches because i was on the united states archery team and i've done triathlons and running etc but i realized that i needed business coaches and i needed people who could help me navigate uh how difficult Uh, things get at home when you become a successful businesswoman which is something that happened to me and I'm joined today by another successful businesswoman who also has been my private coach Uh, and so I'm really I'm so excited about this interview and we've got a lot of great stuff to talk to talk about including ants and bugs so uh, you're going to want to stick around for this she's also a fellow neuro coach so Hillary, welcome to the show. Give uh, give my listeners and my watchers a bit of information about you. You've got an incredible, incredible story. So tell us the story. Well,
1: Joy, first I'm laughing because we're sitting here, we're talking about ants, we're talking about bugs, and people are like, okay, I'm already tuning out. I do not want to hear about gardening. But no, actually, this is gardening of your mind, of your brain, to make you that much more successful. So it all ties into you and your success, which is so amazing. So, in terms of you know how this even came to be, is that I've always been very fascinated with um, psychology, with how the brain works. Um, I went pre med in school and realized I wasn't meant to be a doctor, but I did love the psychology behind it, and kept going with that. And then. The the tide turned and I really got the bug for entrepreneurship um, after I was in corporate for over 10 years and loved, loved helping other people reach the pinnacle, like that highest level of success. And the way I define success is your quality of lifestyle. Because when you have that quality and your quality, my quality, Joy's quality, everyone's quality of lifestyle is different and you need to be able to define it. And what always stops people from getting to that point are these things that I've coined called bugs, the beliefs underground surfacing. And these are things that sneak up at every little turn and without an awareness of them, they can sabotage you to such a degree to just keep you at that lower place. And so after coaching literally thousands of people running multiple companies, a high-tech company in the Silicon Valley, I realized that I wanted to help literally relaunch people into the next phase of their life. And it meant I needed to help people become belief blasters, (laughs) <laughs> uh, within themselves, this this inner size gain. So that's that's where I am today. Just really, you know, getting the word out that you too can actually be the impact of change.
0: Well, and we're both certified neuro coaches through Dr. Shannon Irvin's program. Of course, you had tons of accolades before that in the coaching world. That was my first foray into the coaching world, but one of the things that I love is she talks about ants. So you talk about bugs, she talks about ants, ants are automatic negative thoughts, they do the same thing, they sabotage you. And they really stop you from making progress. And it's, I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, I remember when the, you know, the penny dropped, and I really started understanding this concept of how our thoughts control our outcomes, right? So it's actually, you know, the outcomes are controlled from within from the inside. Uh, and And when I first started understanding this, it just you know over about a year ago so it's it's now march of 2021 and i would say uh the first time i started really opening up to the concept of the inside out revolution that concept you know was around christmas time 2019 it was such a it was such an incredible um experience to to start to really understand that your inside thoughts make such have such a huge impact on you so in the neurocoaching program that we've done with dr shannon we learn about uh, how to look at a situation, uh, understand the thoughts and emotions that are coming up around that situation, understand that thoughts and emotions repeated over and over again to create beliefs. And what I what I really learned from Dr. Shannon was that you make your decisions out of your beliefs, right? And that that sets off a chain of action or inaction, shall we say, and that gives you some kind of result, uh, which is either a result you want or a result you don't want. And so this is a process that we've learned uh, with her. And it's a process that we teach on the Social Media Magic Program, uh, because I know I can give everyone the skills they need in the social media space. But if they don't have the confidence to use those skills, uh, if if they ha- don't have the self-belief that they are someone that knows how to use social media, then they're not gonna actually take action on social media. And you work with women and men who want to build successful businesses. They wanna relaunch themselves as entrepreneurs and they face a lot of the same challenges that the women coming through my program have as well, which is why I thought this would be a great conversation. And in the, in the training that we've had, you know, we would run th- someone through what's called the mind matrix or the four Rs. And this is something that I teach all the time to our students on social media magic, but it's about recognizing and writing down the thoughts and then refuting those thoughts and then reframing those thoughts with evidence, you know, that with, with truth that those thoughts are not true. Uh, and, and, and we talk about that and how that works in our program. But then we also talk about the recording. So listening to that brain prime every single morning, every single night, 67 days in a row. We even have a hashtag, hashtag TP67 day challenge where we really, uh, challenge people to commit 67 days to brain priming. Um, so what's interesting to me is when you were coaching me, you were able to identify something that I had not identified for myself. And you recommended that I read uh, the book, the big leap. So do you want to talk a little bit about what, okay, let's talk about what it was like coaching me a little bit, but then also, <laughs> because I always coach everybody else, but I don't necessarily let everybody else in on my coaching session. Um, so tell me what that was like, <laughs> and how we got to the conclusion that we got to. Yeah. And and really, there was this very, very important piece of advice that you gave me that I want to talk about today. And this is an, another way of doing the refuting exercise when you have identified the, the negative thoughts, the bugs or the ants. And it's how you uh, deal with them, particularly if someone else is involved in, in the thought that you're having.
1: Okay, so I love this whole conversation and the fact that you have come out and said, yeah, how I coached you. And that is the key. I have a coach, you have a coach. We all have coaches because why do we need those? It's because a lot of times we can't see What others can see, right? We are so stuck in our identity that we can't notice what's going on. Why are we not being able to make the decisions, the actions, and getting the outcomes that Joy was talking about with Dr. Shannon's program? And Einstein said, You can't solve a problem at the same level it was created. Well, that, that's because you can't get to the questions that are above unless you get higher in your level, the beliefs that you had, because you're gonna keep asking the same questions because you have those beliefs. Mm-hmm. So in in working with you, you're it's it's so awesome because you're so logically based. Right? You have this very logical sense about you. You want to see where is this coming from? Show me the proof. Left brain, left brain, left brain. And what I love about what Dr. Shannon has done and the mind matrix and how you've incorporated that into what you're delivering your students is that there's a point where you have to realize if 95% of what you do every day is habit based it's running subconsciously, then you have to realize that your logical brain is not in charge, your subconscious is, which means that As you mentioned, you get to a point where it's like, oh, why aren't things happening faster? And why am I regressing when I should be moving forward? And then you start looking around and you say, well, gosh, she's doing it. He's doing it. Why isn't it happening for me? And the the concept of ants, I remember first learning about it um, at uh, school during psychology, and it always um, was really interesting to me how automated negative thoughts, you know, keep coming up. And I thought to myself, you know, for me. It's it's almost like you know when you see an ant in the kitchen and then you go to bed and you're like, ah, it's fine. And you wake up in the morning and there's like these black strips all over your kitchen, and you're like, ah, exterminator time. Well, it came out that as I heard, and this is why I ended up taking Dr. Shannon's year long program, even though I had been with my belief blasters, I have a five step process. I always was fascinated with the neuroscience behind it. And Dr. Shannon is, um, you know, a a PhD in, I think it's neuropsychology. And the way that, you know, she explained it, I I even, I I said during one of our classes, it like rang, it was like this loud bell going off in my head. I'm like, I have... The mind matrix now, and I can bookend it with my belief blasters. And this is how people can go about really, truly as a business leader, how they can get to those highest levels. And I've seen this at, you know, and and what I found fascinating with you is that when we first started talking, you were saying, you know, well, are there you know, different levels? Because you, know, you do get caught up as you move up in success that there are levels. And yes, many times they have to do with certain levels financially. But guess what those really are? Those are levels in your limiting beliefs. That's because you think that there is this, and most of us do, we have these levels that happen at certain increments of our business's success that say, whoa, push you back, push you back, push you back. You're not good enough to run a company that size producing that much revenue. No, you're much more comfortable here. And as I started to look at... um, you know, in working with you, what's awesome about you is, yes, you're logically based, but you're also so open to gaining more knowledge around being a better leader. And when you look at the different areas of leadership and you think about leadership going from um, lead generation and then being able to convert and then going into marketing that converts to sales, that goes into once you have the sales, then you have the money. What do you do with the money? That gets into your leadership, hiring, becoming that leader. There are milestones along the way in each category, and there's a foundation that you have to know at each level. And to bypass them, All of a sudden you get what we've heard about, you know, that imposter syndrome where it's like, gosh, I really don't know the foundation, that core. And when you start to go into panic mode about what you don't know, that's where limiting beliefs surface. And they're triggered by that. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't really know. And trust me, this was me as I ran some of my companies and I didn't have a business background in college. And all of a sudden I'm raising millions, millions, $10 million for, you know, a company. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even have that experience. But what you do is that, and this is what you do is when you don't know something, you raise your hand and you say, I'm going to learn it. Because the worst is when you don't know something and you try to pretend you do. That's when it gets into trouble. But when you say, all right, you know what? This is starting to resonate. This is starting to, I'm getting resistance a lot around this. That's when you need to look at your bug, your belief underground, and you need to say, I'm not taking it anymore. I'm going to do something about it. And whether it's taking courses, whether it's getting a coach in that specific area so that you can move faster through the process, that's what you're so brilliant with. You know where it's like, wait a second, I don't know it. I don't know it, but I'm going to learn it. And you know you're smart enough, you're, I say, a smart, savvy CEO that you don't waste time kicking it around trying to, I say, jump over the wall instead of let's just blow that wall up Mm. because it's going to be there again, you know, in another half a mile up and it'll even be bigger.
0: No, that's so true. And I think, you know, one of the things that Dr. Shannon always says is when you feel that resistance, you're moving in the right direction. You know, like if you don't Mm. feel resistance, then that's probably a sign you're not pushing yourself enough. And she's always about the epic audacious goal. Like that's her thing. You know, what's your goal? Okay. What's your epic audacious goal, which is like what we call the BHAG, the big hairy audacious goal. But I think, um, I think one of the interesting things is my history you and I've worked together, you know, quite a bit over the last year, but, but my history prior to this past year has been one, uh, a real story of self-sabotage. And, and I can point to several times in my life where, uh, I was on the cusp of making it and then self, you know, literally self-sabotaged it. Uh, so when I was on the United States archer team, um, I was, I missed out on the, uh, Olympic team, you know, I missed out on the world championships team. I missed out. I mean, and, and in some cases by mere points, you know, and, and I remember missing out, you know, um, on the indoor world team by like five points or 20 points or something ridiculously small. And I missed out on being the national champion by like three points, you know, and when you have those experiences, you kind of go, you know, and it happens over and over again. And you just think, well, you know, I'm doing everything right. I've got my coach, I'm training every day, you know, what in the world is going on? And, and uh, one of the things that, that you helped me to identify, and you told me to read The Big Leap, you said, uh, you said, Joy, I think if you read The Big Leap, you're gonna, you're getting, something's gonna resonate in there for you. And I, so I, so I did that. So between our calls, I went and I listened to The Big Leap, which I highly recommend everyone listen to. It's brilliant. And um, he talked about the, the person that's afraid to shine and out, the person who's afraid to outshine others because they might make someone feel bad, you know, because they're shining. And And it was really interesting because we got we got back on the call and I said, okay, I read the book. And I said, and I know exactly why you wanted me to read the book, because I know exactly what my problem is. And it was like a light bulb went off and it was just, uh, you know, and I won't go into all the details here, but there's a part of my past where I I must have made the decision not to shine. And I'm, I've always done quite, you know, I've always worked hard. I've always done quite well. I still, I made it onto the US, United States archery team. I lived at the Olympic training center. I trained with the best coaches and the best athletes in the world. I was, you know, I was really high up in my class, not top of my class, you know, but again, always there, but not quite there, you know, and that was, but I always wanted to be there. I always wanted to be at the top. But you, I always, right before I got to the top, I would kind of stop. And so interestingly enough, you helped me to identify a couple situations in my past where I subconsciously decided I was not going to shine. And that had a huge impact. And now looking at it, I was like, you know, it makes so much sense. And what we did was an exercise where you helped me to basically speak to that person Uh, where I didn't actually speak to them in real life, but I wrote them a letter. And so tell us about that process and then why that works for you and how someone can do that. Because I know with my own students, there are points in time where someone has said something to them or has done something to them. It has been one sentence, one moment in time, (laughs) and it shatters the next 10 to 20 years of their ability to move forwards in life because of this one comment that they can never let go. And it sits in their subconscious as, This is who I am This becomes a belief of, you know, I can't, I can't shine because if I shine, I'll, 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 I'll bring other, you know, other people will be upset or whatever that thought is. So tell me that process. And, and, and I'll tell you what, it worked. It worked so well. It was the best process I could ever do. So thank you for that.
1: Ah, that is awesome. But I want to also mention to everyone, because a lot of times people hear like, well, wait a second, fear of being too successful. Like, really? <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's actually quite common. And it goes back to, if you think about after post-war days, this was our grandparents who raised their kids. There was this um, conservative mindset of you can't do, you can't have too much. We might lose it. You got to keep it. And so that actually DNA wise passed down. It is. It's a thing, and so there are quite a few people that I work with that, much like you, you know, Olympic athletes or, um, or huge, you know, um, Ironman, you know, five times over, ten times over, people that have sold their company for two hundred million and are still feeling like, yikes, what am I going to do? And it really doesn't matter if you're just starting your business. Or if you're at the point where you're scaling and growing your business, this is deep seated. This is in that subconscious brain. And so when I hear Joy saying she was missing out by five points, by three points, it was always almost in her hands. It was almost there and then it wasn't. And then she said it was there but then not quite there. And this is all about like that, that she was your thoughts become your reality tomorrow. And so as she was going through this, I was listening to that hearing her continue to say almost there, almost there. And it was like, why are you almost there, but not there? What's really standing in your way? And it was this idea around, well, wait a second. I don't want to outshine. So if your belief is that you don't want to outshine, what are you going to do? You're going to get almost there. Yeah, number two, because you're, you know, your family, your friends, everyone, that's not outshining anyone because you're not there. Oh, so sad you didn't make it. Not, wow, you made it. You were second. No, no. So she was okay with that. But as soon as we were able to, as I say, you know, flip the script and go through kind of a, 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 the mind matrix plus the belief blasters, my process, the five steps are really, you got to realize that you have it. She did. She knew it. She knew exactly what the belief was. But I then didn't you know re- it
0: until I worked with you, Hillary. I think, yeah. it's really, I think it's really important to know that I obviously, this impacted me 20 years ago.
1: You mm-hmm. know, when I was
0: on the US Archery team, that was 20 years ago. That was a long time ago, right? I mean, it feels like forever ago. These
1: bugs go
0: deep. <laughs> but, but the incident that we were able to uncover actually happened to me when I was in seventh grade. So mm-hmm. I was 13 years old. I was in a classroom and there was another top student. I was one of the top students, not the top student though. Let's just be clear. I was one of the top. Because She's second because she's second. Not, she's not going to shine. <laughs> I was second. And, uh, and anyway, I might've been ninth, but I was okay with ninth. But the, the point was I was, I was, you know, in, out of the whole high school, that's where I was. And I was totally okay with top 10, but I, you know there was a part of me that you know was obviously wanting to i knew how much work was going to take to be number one but so i now wanted a social life but anyway now i'm just giving excuses but here's the deal <laughs> this gal uh, and i were always competing uh you know at, at, at being the best and i had won all of these awards that she had been up for so i you know there was like a series of five awards you could get and i won like i swept them like i got four of them it was like language and this and that and anyway I won these awards, and um, and I was really embarrassed going and getting the awards because I kept getting called up and kept getting called up and kept getting called up in front of the whole school. And then we ended up in a science in a class, uh, and and we were waiting for the class to start, and just in front of everybody, she just she just laid into me and she made fun of me in front of everyone, hmm. and it was all the awards that clearly she had wanted to win and clearly didn't win because we were always up for the same awards. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what she said. I just, you know, this is one of those Maya Angelou moments. I don't know what she said, but I know how she made me feel. I remember mm-hmm. the room, the ceiling was an asbestos room. I mean, I can remember every part of this scene, but it was I'd forgotten about it completely until I read the book that you told me to read. And until you helped me underco- uncover this, you know kind of fear of shining or, you know, worry about shining. And, uh, and man, oh man, it just came flooding back. And it was very interesting because recently I had a student who I did a hot seat with and about three days after the hot seat, she messaged me and she said, you're never going to believe this. I had, um, I had this conversation where this person said this one thing to me in the kitchen. She's like, I totally forgot about it. And it just came flooding back and just, I can't like get it out of my head. And I said, I know exactly how you feel. That's what (laughs) happened to me. And it's like, wow, it's like that moment comes back. You can relive it. You can, you know what you were, you know, you know what it smelled like, you know what it looks like, you know what it felt like. And so you gave me some great advice. What did you tell me to do to this person?
1: Mm, so first you recognized it. That was a big aha. Then you had to redefine it because you do have to sit there and say, all right, there are, you know, you've had so much successes. We just had to make sure that you realize that. Then this is where the key, you have to reflect on it and where Dr. Shannon in the Mind Matrix has this awesome, awesome part where you can mirror yourself and mirror what you're feeling onto somebody else. I give my students an option to do either the mirroring or they can, if they can remember the actual time or the person who said, made you feel you could remember that, you know, exactly what happened. You can write a letter and it's actually like forgiving them of what they did and what they didn't know, right? Because you took it on from that point as a belief, as a limiting belief. But when she was saying it, she was saying it because that's how she was feeling. It had nothing to do with you, but then you grabbed it. You held it. You took it. You ran with it just like you do. And you're like, I'm going for that you know, goal. And you went, went, went. And here it is, like you said, years later. So what you do is you acknowledge the fact that, you know, hey, this is what you said. I know that this is not my belief. This is your belief. This is what you were saying. And I know that this was really a reflection of you, not me. And then you literally say, and now I'm willing to let it go. And it's this emotional, like, oh my God, you're forgiving that person because it was them, right? We we talk about being 100% responsible for yourself. You know that What somebody else is saying to you is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. So you ended up writing a letter. You don't send it to them. Don't worry. That's not part of the process. But you do read it and you read it out loud and you hear it. And at that point, it's like firing off in your brain in so many different places, but it's acknowledging. Now you could do this as Joy did, or you could do it, let's say you remember hearing your dad as a kid say, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, limiting belief, limiting belief. You could write a letter to your dad saying, you know what, dad, I understand that during the time when you were growing up, you believe that money doesn't grow on trees and you have to work hard you know, and then you can play hard or, you know, you got to work like, you know, we always hear till your eyes bleed, whatever the story is. And you acknowledge that that's your belief. And you know what? It's your belief. And I'm not judging you because that's the thing. This is a non-judgmental. It's just merely saying your belief, not my belief. I'm not willing to carry that belief anymore. I'm wiping the slate clean. I'm acknowledging that it's not mine. It came from this situation. It came from me hearing that over the years. And then you let it go. You let it go. This is not some big process that needs, you know, years and years and years of work. You don't. From that point, what you do then is you rewrite. What do you want to believe? What do you want? And what, what now are you believing? What do you believe about yourself now?
0: Me? Me? Yeah. What do you believe? (laughs) Oh, no, no. Girl. Well, yeah. it, was, it was liberating. And I think one of the things that happened as well, I mean, I was also, I, you know, I always love looking at other people's coaching programs and learning from different people. So I also did TCP, you know, Jim Fortin not very well. Mm, adore so him. I love, and I love his perspective. You know, he's got such a different perspective from everyone else. But one of the things that um, I was learning around the same time was, I think it's like the seven different perspectives, right? So most people only look at a situation and they think, One or two perspectives. Like, so you could look at the way that person treated me, and you can say, okay, they treated me that way because. know maybe things were bad at home and they needed to take it out on somebody and then what jim would say is okay give me another perspective it's like okay they treated me that way because you know they wanted to win the awards they didn't win the awards okay give me another perspective and you know to come up with seven different perspectives on something or even five it gets harder and harder and harder and i think that the piece of the exercise is you don't know what's going on in somebody else's life and like you said hurt people, hurt people. So, you know, that's one of the biggest lessons. um, I think I've, I mean, probably ever had in my life, um, is that concept that a hurt person is going to hurt somebody else. That's, that's Mm. why they say it. it is because nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. And I think once you really start to understand that, um, it's, it's, it's mega. And I just remember writing that letter and I just burst into tears, you know, you're shaking You're, you know, mm-hmm. because, because you're letting go of something that your subconscious has literally held on to for in my case, for 27 years, and I didn't even know it. So I think when you say how do I feel now I feel liberated. Mm-hmm. And, um, and here's the thing, and this is this is what I love. Okay, this is what I love. When you tackle these ants and these bugs, and you get to the bottom of them and you do the work and the work is painful, but you've got to do the work. When you do the work, that's when the breakthroughs happen, mm-hmm. you know, and as someone said, and it might've been Dr. Shannon, you know, you got to break down before you break through something like that. I don't mm-hmm. remember what the terminology is, but mm-hmm. what I do think ha- happened to me was by recognizing that I was afraid to shine or I not even afraid to shine, but I was holding myself back because I didn't want to outshine others. I think that's really the case. It was, I was, I didn't want to outshine others. I didn't want to make other people feel bad by kind of writing this letter. And then what you told me to do was have her write an apology back to me. So I did that. She wrote me an apology back. And, you know, and I read it and I was like, okay, so she's, you know, I've forgiven her. She's apologized to me. Of course, she didn't actually do this in real life. She doesn't, unless she listens to the podcast, she doesn't even know that it's still an issue. But <laughs> which I doubt she does. But the point is, is that I wrote her the letter. She wrote the letter back to me. And here's, here's the magical part. Here's the magical part. I then was liberated. I then gave myself permission to shine. And it was not long after that. And I'm an, I think this is a great time to bring this in. But it was not long after that, that um, Jamie Kern-Lima wrote her book, You know, Believe It. I don't know if you've read it yet. I couldn't I haven't put read it down. It I, I couldn't put it down. I went on a four hour walk just so I could listen to the end of it. It was that good. <laughs> um, but Jamie Kern-Lima, she wrote the book, Believe It. And she. it's just come out. And it was like, I mean, it's a total blockbuster. Um, but what she, uh, she she built the, the business it cosmetics and she sold it to l'oreal for over a billion dollars and the crazy thing about this story um is that uh she was also the first female ceo for a l'oreal company because prior to that in the hundred year history of l'oreal they'd never had i mean imagine this right L'Oreal is a company that sells to women and in it's hundred year history. It had never had a female CEO. What is that about? Right. (laughs) So anyway, this book, I mean, Oh my goodness, everything about this book was so good. But so right after I have this like liberation moment where I'm like, I'm going to shine, baby. I even (laughs) wanted to change our, we have a hashtag every year. And you know, the first hashtag we had was bring back the sparkle. And then it got hijacked by oven cleaners. And (laughs) jewelry cleaners and then ours was sparkle and thrive which did end up turning into our podcast which I love the name of that so I've left that and then we've been be brave and sparkle for a while now like it's been a big deal you know to be brave and just be be bold go for the big dream and anyway as soon as I had this huge breakthrough and listened to this book I'm like right that's it our new you know our new our new hashtags be like sparkle and shine or something like that but um, I'm sure that's also taken over by, by an oven cleaner.
1: But more importantly, listen to how you're even talking right now. It's like, yeah, you're, you're there are no barriers anymore. There are no, like, you are on the path. Your North Star is there. Like, you talk about shine. Your star is shining so bright. And with that, because now you believe that this is 100% possible for you. It's it's now all about just following into the questions you're going to ask like Dr. Shannon says
0: and the actions you're going to take and you'll see the results. But I mean, with well, the it's, clarity it's, that comes. It's almost like you, you mm-hmm. know going back to that song that we sang when we were kids, you know, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under Oh,
1: I love that. let it it shine shine, let it shine let
0: it shine is, is when you are hiding your light right there's two things that happen one you don't have the clarity you can't see i mean this is like the perfect analogy if you're hiding your light if you're hiding if you're not if you're if you stop shining you can't see and that's and that was what was happening to me was the solutions i needed to get the business to the next level, to to level up and be the number one, not the number two, you know those the solutions that I needed, I was never going to see them if I didn't let my light shine because it's only by mm-hmm. putting the light out there that you start to see the solutions. So anyway, this is the book and this is what she says and this is where I was just I can't even tell you I have I have pictures of me like right after I read this and I wrote in my journal exactly you know what I was going to do and it just it just really. Um, it was amazing. And on the way back from this walk that it was an epic walk, I, w- I ran for 10k out to this abbey, which was very, you know, a spiritual place in and of itself, right? Because it's an abbey. And then I get to the abbey and I'm like, I'm just going to walk really slowly back. So it was a 17 kilometer outing, which is like oh, a, 10, a 10 mile <laughs> outing. And the crazy thing is, is on my way back, I kid you not, I saw a Kingfisher I've never seen a kingfisher in my life. I've been dying to see one. And then, and the kingfisher, and I'm also, uh, again, because of Jim introducing um, kind of spiritual animals and animal totems, Mm. something I had really not known much about before. I looked it up and the kingfisher is a long time symbol of peace and prosperity. And uh and when i when when i saw that and i looked it up i mean and what i wrote down after i after i finished jamie's book was everything is going to be all right and -hmm. it was so liberating anyway what she said was your victory is her victory your strength is her strength sometimes someone else has to see your win to believe it's possible for herself Next time you have a win or something great happens to you, whether it is big or small, share it and celebrate it with others. Do it bravely and confidently. Don't be tempted to keep it to yourself so you don't make other people feel bad or uncomfortable. God made you with a light inside of you destined to shine. You are worthy of using your voice, of knowing the answer, of shining your light so brightly that it illuminates the world. Don't dim your light ever because when you dim yours, you dim hers. Believe in the power of letting your light shine. Her future and yours depends on it.
1: Is that not like she's talking to you? <laughs>
0: I, w- I, was literally- I mean, how
1: awesome. She's actually talking to all of us, right? But more specifically, I mean, that is like, when you think about the Kingfisher and when you talk about peace and prosperity, what's come with all of this awakening is, a peace in your life and when you found the peace prosperity is right behind it
0: well and you ready it's for just, this
1: so i'm walking so awesome.
0: home i'm in the last part of the walk right the, the very last stretch of the river so i we live in oxford and there's a river and you go running mm-hmm. i go running along mm-hmm. the same river every single day because we can't go anywhere else but i go along that river <laughs> and every day i see something different you know i see all sorts of different birds anyway I'm walking back and this has never happened to me either. And I actually filmed it because I was like, I can't believe this has happened to me. A swan comes right alongside me and goes for 10 minutes. It gets me all the way back to the bridge where, to my house. And so I also then thought, well, I got to look up the swan as well. And the swan, it said the white swan symbolism is related to light, grace, beauty, love, and purity. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was, and it says, If a swan glides into your path, she will help uh, show you to find new ways of thinking, uh, breathing and going with the flow. She asks that you accept your ability to know what lies ahead. Be sure to pay attention to your feminine intuition, hunches and instincts. Remember, this is crazy. Remember your inner grace and inner beauty. Let it shine forth for those around to see. I think there might have been a message coming through, but I, yeah. I'm just gonna You think there's you know, a message, it's there for you with 10
1: minutes while you're while you're doing your walk run. I mean, come on, it's so great. I'm,
0: I just I, but I have to say I have to credit you because uh-huh. I you know I've had so many different breakthroughs with different coaches, but this this breakthrough on you know kind of conquering this fear of success was such a huge one because it's been a shadow of mine for so long. So I just, I want to thank you. And I, and I really wanted to bring you onto the podcast because I wanted people to hear, you know, it's important that you have coaching. It's important that you have Mm -hmm. someone who helps you and guides you. And I mean, you know, I, I am one who completely believes in random serendipity chance that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And Mm
1: -hmm. when I say
0: serendipity, random and chance, I mean, I did not pick to be in the same cohort for Dr. Shannon as Hillary. I, and we didn't even pick to be partners. I think it was like, we were the last two standing. Yeah. No one had picked <laughs> us. <laughs> so we found it's each other to help each other. But, you know, I have to say, I, you know, I'm just hugely thankful for your friendship. Thankful for your coaching. Thankful for Oh, your-
1: you're so awesome. And I love that there is a star behind your head right now, what I'm looking at. I don't know if other people can see what I'm looking at. It's like this big star and there's just no doubt. I mean, this is just going to be so exciting
0: to watch over the next 12 months, how you're going to shine. But it's so important. And I think this is this is how, and we can wrap up here, you know, it's important to squash the ants. It's important mm-hmm. to squash the bugs. It's so mm-hmm. important. And, you know, my bug, my aunt is not going to be your bug, your aunt. We all have our own mm-hmm. bugs, our own ants. We all have those same girls in seventh grade who said the mean thing but it might be something totally different or you might have the dad or the you know aunt or the you know the grandparent that you know says something uh, you know that just you carry with you in your life and here's and I think what we're trying to say today is if you're listening to this and you that story has come up for you Do this exercise that Hillary suggests write them a letter don't give it to them but just write them a letter and forgive them, let it go. And if you feel like you wanna write an apology back, go for it. Uh, I found both of those exercises to be really, really powerful. And that will give you that liberation and that freedom. You know. And I would also recommend very highly, I don't know if you've seen it, Hillary, there's a great video on YouTube called Forgive Assholes. So if you haven't seen that, <laughs> I would also highly recommend you watch the Forgive Assholes vi- uh, video. It's only two minutes long, but it's perfect. Oh my God, that's great.
1: Yeah, That is so great.
0: Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and shining a light on the topic of uh, you know fear of success and, uh, and self-sabotage. So, something that I think a lot of female entrepreneurs, as they work their way up mm-hmm. and become more and more successful, they're just going to have to face and you've got to, you've got to You've got to face your own demons and, and, you know, strike them down and so you can move forwards.
1: And definitely, I think, you know, you are just, you're, you're so willing to hear the messages and that's what we all, if we can just open ourselves up to realize that we have the bugs, we have ants, we've got these things. And then you have these coaches in your life that you can count on, whether it's Dr. Shannon and I I lean heavily into Dr. John Gray and he goes way more into detail around like other ways to do like deep, deep, deep letters and all that. But I think you really do find your way that something clicks where. You remember something and you take it through the process. You take it all the way through. You give yourself a chance. You put you first Mm. and then it just opens up. It does. Your life will open up.
0: And where can people find you if they want to follow you and listen to you and learn from you?
1: So I too have a podcast. It's called the silver lined relaunch and you can also find me at the relaunchco.com and the relaunchco on Instagram. Wonderful. Thank you so You're much. You're awesome. Bye. Thank you.